Thanks for listening to the Pro Video Podcast. Weekly insights into everything video. Proudly presented by worldpodcast.com. Here's the host, Blair Walker. Hi everybody and welcome to the Pro Video Podcast. Every week we bring you insights into film, television, online video, VR and so much more. This week we're going to be talking about directing, design, character design, particles, dynamics, titles, Houdini, Cinema 4D... All of this and more with my good friend, Adrian Lawrence. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Hey, not a problem, buddy. Good to, good to see you. Good to chat to you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been um, a year since I first had you on the show. Hard to believe it's been that long, man. Yeah, a lot's, a lot's obviously happened since then. I still remember the last talk, actually, like in the old flat and just, yeah, having a good time. So it's, it's a pleasure to be back on it. We were talking about you had just recently moved back to London in the UK and you're working at one of the top studios in the world, which is Future Deluxe. And now you've been a director there for, what, almost a year and a half or so? How long has it been? Um, I'd say around there. Like I, I, I joined in August kind of as a, um, a freelancer and then just kind of for three months and then that rolled into full time. So probably would have been December. Yeah, yeah, I'd say a year and a half. A lot's happened there as well, I must say. Like the studio has just kind of grown and lots of new people have come in. So it's, it's good to see. And be part of that growth as um, a full-time staff member because in the past you've done a lot of freelance work. Yeah, I've kind of bounced around, I guess, but the mixture of freelance versus full-time. But it's, it's nice to be in a studio that kind of had already obviously had a really good name. That's what kind of drew me to them. And then um, joining them when they're fairly small and then and we still are small. Like yeah, definitely still small, but just we've kind of doubled, I guess, in size. And then um, I don't know, it's just got a really good vibe. I, I talk to Andrew, the owner, about this all the time. It just feels like there's a really good vibe in the studio. We're getting really good briefs come in. We're getting really we're winning good pitches. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a nice feeling to have, which you don't always get at studios. So yeah, every, everyone's super positive. Everyone's super nice. So yeah, I, I can't praise them enough. It sounds like a dream role. <laughs> so. I want to point everybody back to episode seven to um, hear that discussion really about your career history and we had a good chat about that and your progression through your career. Um, I don't really want to cover that again on this episode, but just for those who haven't haven't listened to that, you're actually one of my best mates and we go way back even to like high school. So way, way back, yeah. Personal history as well. We do, we do indeed. <laughs> Flatted together, you know, design school together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cooked each other dinner. <laughs> <laughs> pizza. I still, I still remember the, uh, the pizzas for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, those, those pizzas, I used to put everything I could on <laughs> Okay, so um, we're going to rock straight into it, dude. And we're going to talk about what was for me the most impressive work I saw last year. And I didn't even know that you directed it. When I saw the off London titles in 2017, I was just blown away. And I literally dragged all the guys from the studio to watch them. And it wasn't until like way later that I actually found out that you were involved in making it. <laughs> That's quite a funny, I didn't know that. That's quite a funny, funny turn of events, I guess. <laughs> I'm putting you on a spot because I know that heaping a whole lot of praise on somebody is always a bit hard to remark back. But that is actually the absolute truth. That, and then I, I, I found out that you had directed them and I was just like, holy moly, that's, that's nuts, man. That's, the work is exceptionally top level. It, it's, you must be so proud of what you and the whole team have done. Yeah, well, it definitely was a, a huge team effort. Um, and kind of starting with, um, you know, Andrew taking the job on, I guess, because those jobs don't, um, they're free jobs, basically. So for a studio to kind of take that on, that's a huge financial commitment. So that, that's step one, I guess. And then, and but then, of course, you want to do it properly. You don't want to kind of take them on and then <laughs> not uh, give it your all. So, yeah, it was it was a big one. But, yeah, like we had super talented um, people all involved. We had to keep the team pretty small just because it was no money involved, I guess. So, but yeah, like yeah. we did have dedicated, a uh, couple of guys dedicated full to it, uh, full time on it. And then myself kind of overlooking it. And then, you know, obviously with other jobs kind of coming in. But yeah, like I think everyone's super proud of where it got to. And um, I think it's had a pretty good response. Um, of course, like, us doing it was it was massive like to do I, I can't remember how long it was like three minutes is just you know when we normally work in the 30 second to 60 second kind of 
medium and then you kind of do this 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 kind of length it's it's yeah it's, it's huge but so i think near the end I'm, I'm not you know if i was going to be critical of it i'm probably not super happy with the sort of the back half i think you can kind of tell that we started running out of time and we did our best obviously so I think I think it's just exquisite. Yeah, I really did want to sort of go into who was involved in the team because something like that, that level, um, the roles, and especially knowing that it's a small team, everybody playing a part in that has just such a massive amount of input into the final piece. So who who was involved in, in the team? Uh, I hope I don't forget anyone. Um, so obviously got Andrew and James of our, um, the owners of Future Deluxe. Uh, so they obviously brought the job and they were involved in like, you know, the brainstorming and, and sort of giving it the go ahead. Um, there's myself um, directing it. And then there was, uh, we had Andre, I forget Andre's last name, but Andre was like the guy that was the main uh, art director overlooking the project and like had, like in Cinema 4D, um, the design side of things. So me and him were the ones kind of working on it the most, or at least for the longest period of time, I think. Um, but then we had, uh, it's sort of two sections, I guess that's the character sort of, sort of section of it. And then there's the, um, the more the titles with the particles. So that's all done in Houdini. And that was mainly Nick and Thomas. Um, they kind of handled that stuff, but then we had, um, character animator that was offsite in Poland. I forget the guy's names there, but they were amazing. I must say, I'm sorry, I forget their names, but, um, yeah, they were, and they were, they had full time jobs. They were kind of doing it in their evenings, um, and they were just, wow. yeah, they were just smashing it out. They were, they were really good. Uh, but then, yeah, we have got the rest of the team. So I know Liam, Gabor were working on it. I'm sure there's a couple other people that I've kind of left off. But yeah, that's that's kind of the core team, I guess. Kind of jumping, like I say, jumping in and out. There's these projects going on all the time. So they might, you know, they might have a week on it here. This is, I, I think, over, we probably spent like maybe three or four weeks. Oh, we had comping actually, Igor. That just reminded me we've got a freelancer to come in and he comped for the last maybe three weeks. Um, I haven't done this actually since probably design school days, but we, Andrew and, um, I was supposed to be talking at the off titles, but I just like, this is gonna, I know this is gonna go right to the wire. So I'm gonna be like strung out. And um, me and Eagle, the freelance comper, ended up working. I think that the, the talk was on like on a Saturday at like 3 p.m. And we worked all through Friday night um, right to like 1 p.m. on it to deliver it to Andrew to pretty much take it out of our hands and then walk onto stage with it. So it was, it was a pretty fine line uh, getting it actually delivered. <laughs> As is probably, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> All the good ones are, man. Yeah, yeah. Right to the wire. Yeah. We'll have a link to this piece, and I just ask everybody take a moment and watch it, and watch it a couple of times. I've I've literally watched it probably thirty, forty times at least, and I'd really ask you to watch it on a computer if you can, because there's so much detail in this piece that is just stunning, and watching it on a mobile phone is just not going to do it the real justice. Um, it starts out with characters and literally I was just stunned that they were CG characters. The the skin textures, it, obviously with some of them they obviously are CG because they have very different aesthetics with maybe not even having a face. <laughs> but the, yeah. the first setup ones, the first setup ones I was like, whoa, this is really going through the uncanny valley of CG characters. It, it, it looks stunning, man. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all Andre. Like he, um, yeah, he, he's super, super talented. I think he had a guy in Berlin actually, um, that was helping with the skin shaders, I think to start with, but yeah, we obviously went through a lot of iterations of, of what these characters look like. And I guess that was the first thing we had to prove to ourselves. Like there's a lot of talk, like if we're not, as, I guess what was part what, what drew us to this project, I guess, when we, when we sort of came up with the, the story and the concept is like, we're not known for doing characters. And so we wanted to do something that really push us. And then to get into this yeah. sort of sort of surreal kind of trying to make the characters look, it's a surreal piece, obviously, but trying to make the characters look as real as we could make them was really challenging for us. And we just knew that we had to like kind of do our early test to kind of prove to ourselves that we could accomplish that to a certain standard. I think Andre nailed that 
pretty early on. It gave us a, a, quite a bit of confidence, but I, it's, it's always a fine balance because it wasn't always just about trying to make real characters because, you know, we see that all the time, like in movies and from bigger post houses. So it's kind of making characters, but then having a this kind of design aesthetic to it, I guess that kind of is the future deluxe kind of stamp on it. Really interested to understand um, where the inspiration came from it. You've got this real tribal... Um, I, I've been watching a lot of Vikings and this ritualistic um, ceremony. Where did the whole concept come from and the inspiration for it? Is it is it from a brief or is the brief really open? No, the briefs pretty much do what you want. There's, there's no they don't they don't tell you what to do at all. They just say it's. I think they might say it's got to be three minutes in length. Kind of. I don't even know if they tell you that. Tell the truth. Uh, so yeah, there's no there's absolutely no brief. Um, it's just making something that you guys want to make. Um, so the concept came from, it was definitely a collaborative effort at the start. Andre sort of came up with this tribal kind of idea. Um, and then I took that further and going, well, we, what, what's the story behind this, I guess, or, you know, what's going to be the interest of for the three minutes kind of thing. So, um, wrote this and storyboarded this little this little um, idea about, you know, the title's all about, the actual off titles to me were all about like shit, that, you know, these these kind of people in the industry kind of coming together and sharing their ideas with other people. So that's kind of where it drew from, like, so that each person yeah. in, in, the, in the film sort of represents a tribe and that sort of represents the studio and these studios kind of sharing their ideas with one another. Um, and then at the end, kind of this bursting out and sharing it with the sort of the, the audience, basically. So, yeah, as soon as we kind of had that very loose, abstract kind of concept, when we just got down into the nitty gritty, like, okay, how do we want them sitting around? You know, how, how are they going to be? What are they going to be doing? And like, so sitting around, we sort of sitting in a circle is quite powerful. We looked at kind of um, uh, Buddhist monks, how they maybe sit down. So kind of got inspired by a few images from that. Um, really like the circular thing, especially with the off um, titles, the, the O is very circular, obviously. So just trying to connect things with that. And then we just knew that we wanted each, we wanted to start out real, like you said, that, that first character kind of coming up, we wanted to make that one as, as real as possible because obviously it gets a little bit more surreal down the track. So to start with, we wanted to just make, have it yeah. quite simple, I guess, an interaction and passing on this. It's all about passing on this knowledge. So the first passing on the, of the knowledge was just through this eye contact. Um, and it, we just wanted to knew that each step we did as the person passed the knowledge on is that that it just got a little bit more crazy, a little bit more crazy until the kind of finale at the end. So yeah, once yeah. we had that, once we had that kind of loose idea, we 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 could just you know start storyboarding things out and playing around with it a bit more. Really struck me the color palettes that we used, quite monochromatic initially, and the highlights of color on each character through details with some color in there but then the the gold being a really key thread throughout the whole piece especially tying back tying to the titles at the very end but then in the cutaway title scenes where all the dynamics and particles are happening man that's just like so vibrant and you know the color palettes are ever-changing and yeah like color palettes are always a hard one but you guys are really pushing the boundaries there with what you're doing with it yeah, like color is a hard one. <laughs> I'd say it's probably my weakest, or what I feel like it's my weakest thing. But color palettes, again, we went through so many iterations of it. Um, and it didn't really kind of like Andre obviously was kind of setting a, a sort of a palette with his the 3D renders. But I, I remember comping it. Um, I'll generally comp it and sort of grade it and sort of play around with the look at the end. And we didn't really have it set until the end and I was sort of grading different shots and not really feeling it a whole lot and then I think there's a frame with um, the two what happens so I'm just scrolling through look at the frame yeah there's a frame where the guy goes to stick his tongue in the other guy's ear um, and was super yeah, up yeah. close and I just started grading that one I was like oh wow this is starting to feel real nice and I guess just in, in people were just walking past I remember James walking past my screen goes oh man that looks fucking that's a nice uh, that's a nice frame so I guess that's kind of how we operated it's just like getting different frames up and then and it's always that back and forth like it's never an easy process what a grade might work on one frame and then i was pulling up other frames and and trying to grade those and and just yeah just kind of going back and forth until you kind of come to it the gold though came that definitely came from andrew he's um 
<laughs> for some reason he was in a gold phase at that stage so i think just the gold teeth and it kind of gave it this kind of this you know off attitude a little bit so um yeah a little yeah so that kind of stuck and worked yeah it's pretty um gangster those gold teeth with the <laughs> gold tongue yeah highlights <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many really nice details the jewelry and the accessories were something that i really picked up on um you know the the character design um, mm. that they all have such a striking look the first character with all those um ornamental threads that's so the animation you know that subtle movement that comes through and all of those there's so much detail in there mm. it's quite epic yeah that just that's just a lot of inspiration from um african tribes really like you look at their kind yeah. of headwear and it's so it's so detailed it's so intricate so beautiful so yeah it's, it's it's pretty much just taking inspiration from real life you know but then obviously just bring it into our more designed world but um i guess that's the best yeah. inspiration isn't it just looking out what out what's out there in the real world because there's so much good stuff so it's no use really trying to it's harder i think when you just start from nothing and trying to create it out of your head you might as well look at all this great stuff around oh. us yeah yeah, so a lot, yeah, a lot of yeah, the jewellery, yeah, a lot of jewellery came from the tribes and African tribes. The markings on the faces and things too, those dots and things, it reminded me of when we were at Tech actually and looking at tribal tattooing and even scarification and things yeah, like that. Yeah, scarification, yeah, we brought that in a little bit. Yeah, it's not so noticeable, but on the very last character where she's all white, she's got, I think, some raised scars, she's dots, an yeah. albino kind of scarred raised. Yeah, it's 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 all from that. Like again, like all the dot textures, it's it's taken from real tribes. Um, they'd have different designs, obviously. So we did our own designs, but it's just and it's just it's it, we sort of did ones that were more. I don't know. It's when you start over designing, it just felt really fake as well. It just didn't feel very nice. It just came back to hey, the, like a pattern of dots is actually really nice. It's just how you kind of put it onto the face. Yeah. You know, and, and just the different size, the variance, like it's, yeah, like a lot of detail went into into the very subtle stuff, you know, um, just to get it right. I definitely want to dive into um, the title sections, but just finish off with the characters while we're on that note. Yeah, it was interesting. I loved how dealt with that nose piercing deforming as it comes into the <laughs> like um, rather than did you notice that, just, did you? <laughs> yeah, rather than just Hope like, the person, the next character, right into the skull. But yeah, it was a nice little subtle bend there, and sort of bending out on the next one. It worked really well. Like well, that. we didn't we didn't kind of come across that issue too quite late because that that nose piercing was like probably three times as long in the original design, like just this huge <laughs> thing. And like, oh, this looks awesome! This looks awesome! And then we kind of got into the previs, and I don't know, I don't know why we didn't pick it up earlier. And then maybe in the previs, he didn't have the the thing going through the nose just while we we're blocking it out, so we didn't really click. And then probably when we stuck it I'm like oh wait a minute what the hell is gonna happen here so it's like okay let's make it short and then I think yeah obviously if we made it too short it just wouldn't be that noticeable so I think yeah the whole bendy the bend that came in it's funny that you picked I, that up I, I'm like looking at this frame by frame bro <laughs> true, true client I'm gonna style. have my best mate on the show you've probably watched it more than me <laughs> I'm gonna have my <laughs> I'm going to have my best mate on. I'm, I'm not going to talk out of my ass about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like a, a, on the first like 10, 15 times, I'd never spotted it, to be honest, because it just moves so fluidly. Yeah. And you're just so focused on that tongue going yeah. into the ear. It's just, yeah. yeah. What's your so, favorite, what's your favorite character? I, my favorite character. Yeah, I think I do really like the piercing I don't know, oh, the, yeah. with the nose piercing. Yeah, I, I really like that close-up on the eye. It's that balance of being inspired creatively by the design of it and then technically going, man, we're like right up on this eye. And like, yeah. look at all that skin texture detail. And, you know, the detail that's in the skin at that close-up, you've seen into the, like, um, the bump maps of the pores and the things, and it's like it just holds up and like that subtle fur. And, yeah, even like the fine hairs, you know, mm. initially when you're like looking at it, you're not looking at any of this but when i'm analyzing it all those subtle fine white hairs picking up the light yeah so much love into that one character you know yeah. and then you, just, you look at all the others and it's just the same amount it's awesome yeah that close-up eye shot definitely was like 
Andre rightfully so picked that out really early saying he's really nervous about that shot um, mm. and when we first did it it felt really quite bad and then we obviously right we need to spend a lot more time on this so we got Gabor who's a full-time guy that works for us but he um he's over and he lives in Hungary and and we said, can you just dedicate yourself to this one shot, basically? And just, yeah, he was the one that put all the eyelashes onto the characters and, like you're saying, the fine hair and just just having to keep working it up and working it up and just keep them showing them references of, like, real, again, real photography of, like, what do you see when you're this close? Yeah, it's, it's painstaking. <laughs> like, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And I, I don't even appreciate it um, as much as what I should because the guys, obviously, technically, I'm sure it's, it's super, super hard. It's all that love and attention to the detail, you know, like I'm um, just seeing the eye movements, just those subtle little <laughs> little micro flickers of the eye and it yeah. just like, brings that realism to it. That reminds me of the animation yeah, actually because like we worked with, um, like I say, worked with, oh, what's his name? Joseph in Poland and um, oh, I don't even know if he's Polish. I could be totally insulting him there actually because I think he's Czech <laughs> now. <laughs> Sorry. Um and just we, so we. Sorry, Polish chick. Yeah, I know, I'm so bad, sorry. Yeah, we'd kind of show them, like, I'd find references for the movement, and then we ended up filming ourselves as well, just just quickly, but just trying to help them with them. Um, because obviously, with when they're not in the studio, it's, it's always tricky, as talented as it is. It's just, you, you know, you want to try and convey a certain move of how fast things should be moving, and it's really hard to just describe that. Um, either just talking through Skype or writing in an email. So it's just way easier. Just, we just ended up shooting ourselves and just, because it is kind of a, we wanted we wanted to be quite the surreal movement kind of piece. All those light, subtle kind of movements really add to the atmosphere. So yeah, but yeah, he did a, he obviously did a fantastic job in the end. Yeah, I was, I was looking at the bit where um, taking it out of the mouth and then pushing it into the faceless character. And just yeah, I could understand how trying to articulate the pressure and the movement that you want to give, like the force that it like whips the head back, and then those little dreads flicking up. So hard to um, articulate that. So I can understand why you would want to do captures and mm. present those. Well, the process is. It's funny you mentioned that because it took a long time to get the right movement. I knew that it wanted the head to flick back and have this kind of religious. Because this is quite religious, I always thought. And the the music, um, who I should mention, is Zalig Sound. They did the music, and he nailed it on the first kind of round. Really, so amazed. But it's kind of got this religious kind of, you know, undertones to it. So I want. I knew at this shot, you wanted the head to kind of flick back. But I was getting a reference of like um, priests kind of doing this kind of hand gesture. Yeah. But we found that when we did it, it just. I don't know, all the all these, what I thought would work to start with just felt too over the top or didn't feel right or just a little bit, I don't know, just didn't, just didn't, it was just like, oh, it's, it's trying too hard. And so it took us a lot of, lot of, lot of rounds um, to kind of go, okay, that's got enough power, but it's not, doesn't feel over the top kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot, it's a long close. Some shots just fall into place like that. I t- the tongue shot was another one where originally I storyboarded and I had the heads quite far apart and it had this long kind of tongue kind of moving through the shots, through the screen and then into the, but it didn't feel intimate enough. And then just go, okay, right. We need the heads closer together. But then it was like, oh, what's the framing? The framing's not feeling very nice at all. And then I don't know. You just, you slowly over iterations kind of get it. Um, so yeah, it's never it's it's very rarely like okay, this is the frame, and then they do it, and it's nailed. It's always back and forth, back and forth. It's it's funny that um that head push. It's like you talking about the religious um link. Oh, it makes me think of the religious process. But you know, I was thinking of like a Kentucky uh, priest going, "Demon be gone." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I originally got a you know those titles. Um, Digital Kitchen did these titles. They did this live action sequence for the show. Oh, True Blood. And there's this bit in oh, there yeah. where the, it's because it's, oh, it's dunking in the water kind of thing. Yeah, it's around that around that segment. I think it's a priest in a church, but it's around the dunking in the water bit. And yeah, that whole and I just I just love that. I love those titles of what they yeah. kind of make you feel. And I guess that's a thing that we wanted to try and create in these and it's I don't teach I don't know if we succeeded, but you you just want the audience to kind of feel this, you know have a feeling towards it. I'm not necessarily, I don't know what that feeling could be for them, but it's just nice that they have some kind of reaction to it. I just don't want the CG to feel dead, I guess. Like that's what I love about live action. Like, you know, watching those true bud titles, it just evokes so much thought and like, you know, just so drawn into them. Um, I guess that's what we're trying to create in our little sequence. 
the the story translates i i brought to it my own meanings but so much of it um was really close to what you're describing um that feel of um the priests that was something that i had connected with yeah so and that and that tribal feel and yeah i i think you you nailed it it's like it really does um communicate what you're saying and then I didn't understand the story of um, the knowledge being passed on. I knew that they were passing something on, yeah. but that makes sense when you're talking about what off is as a conference. Yep, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's all very, it's all very abstract. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of a loose idea behind it. It's so good, so good. Something that I wanted to ask: the characters in the background, the silhouettes. I didn't even really sort of pick up on them. They be, on the first watch, they were kind of textural in the background, but these silhouette characters standing around them. What were those characters? Well, they're just they're supposed to represent like they can represent the the audience and they or, or other tribes. I guess it's, it was the kind of it was a, it was a real headache actually to try and get those because originally we had them more dominant in frame, like these these CG kind of characters. But for whatever reason, they just look, they just looked really bad. And then when I was, you know, this and this is late in the stage because when we're sort of getting the part because you finally get the render passes and you start get to play around on comp. Um, like I do a lot of playing around on comp just to get kind of figure out the framing and, and you know the sort of the, the final look. And it it just felt like the more I knocked them back, the more um, it, just the, the overall frame felt nicer to me. I guess so. Them being ghostly. I don't know. I don't know if you can read too much into that. <laughs> into that, it's just that they didn't look good. <laughs> they didn't look good when they were really dominant. So, um, which is a shame because I, I think that's the thing when I talk about the back half isn't as strong. Like we had to make these kind of decisions on the fly, and this happens in every job. You make these decisions on the fly, and whether it was right or wrong, who knows? But that's what it ended up being. Well, the the foreground characters are so striking and so engaging to watch that um, them being a background element, you know, I can understand compositionally why it does yeah, work. You don't, because, you don't, yeah, you don't, yeah, exactly. You don't want to distract from the, the main characters at all. Um, it's just, yeah, you could look back and go, did it need those characters in the background? I, I think we just always thought that it should have more than just the hero characters. But, you yeah. know, again, these decisions are all made on the fly, so could have gone either way no. i guess at another and you know doing it again it could have gone either way it struck a question in me who was looking on and that is the audience so it, it does make complete sense and works cool the other half of the whole piece is these amazing dynamic these um particles done in houdini yeah yeah they're, they're done in houdini but they're driven by um live action so I don't know how we originally came up with this, to tell you the truth, but we started testing with, um, we've kind of worked with this this artist, uh, Davy Evans, who does a lot of abstract, either still photography or, or filming where he, he films kind of liquid moving, but like at a macro kind of level. So it just creates these very beautiful compositions with crazy, crazy color. And the guys have kind of used him on a few projects now and, but in different ways, like it's never just using his stuff. It's always taking it and using it to do something. Like I know they did the, an Intel job that I, it's before my, before me joining Future Lux, but I, I'm a huge fan of it. And that they kind of got this stuff from him. Then they, they sort of put it through sort of mirrors and prisms and then shot that live action. So it's, they've always used his stuff to kind of drive other visuals. And, and I think that was the thinking behind it. Like, can we use his stuff to kind of, as the motion and the natural, because you just—it's so hard to replicate like natural movement, you know. So we got his little animations, his little films, and put them into our Houdini setup and, and turned it to particles, basically. But all all the it's like paint moving, and and even the colors. He's it's we sat down with him and gave him a color palette. It's all it's all just driving the particles. So it's it's a nice mix. I guess that's what we try and do on a few projects or try and do that is like rather than just being in the computer, how do we kind of mix mediums a little bit? It's really interesting to hear because um, something that I felt from it was, yeah, this liquid sand and it reminded me, I don't know, did you ever play with like that kinetic sand when you were a kid? Where you put it in water and you could like form things out of it? Just had that feeling? About no, it? no, I didn't. Yeah, it was really, really vibrant coloured sand. And um, in water, you, it could sort of um, hold itself up 
into forms that it couldn't hold itself out of the water. So it was oh, really? itself. And oh, wow. Yeah, it was, and, you know, as a kid, it was like quite clumpy, <laughs> but it really reminded <laughs> me of of this where um, that, that feeling of fluid and movement, it's definitely something that I felt in it, like um, like water and oceans sort of spraying. Yeah, it's really cool to know where it was driven from. Yeah, it's one of those things, like you always know you're kind of onto something interesting is when we did the first test and we're watching it in the meeting room on the big screen and there's just like, you know, a bunch of us in there. It was just, it was, just, it was only like, a, I don't know, maybe a 10 second loop. If that, maybe a five second, but it was just on loop and we're just all going, oh, and kind of just this hypnotic kind of feel to it. We're just yeah. like, man, this is this is really beautiful. Like it doesn't have to do anything else. That's it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, oh, okay. This is really exciting now. Um, I guess the only other thing to the brief was like you see a lot of um, of that work where it's very top down um, in the shots, like of, of macro shots. So we just knew that since we've got since we're bringing it into Houdini, we, it just kind of gave us this flexibility where we didn't always have to be top down. You know, we could really bring the camera down now and get different interesting angles that you don't normally see with that kind of um, type of photography. So. Yeah, yeah. Just, it just kind of, I, I guess, that, and that's the beauty of the two mediums, like one's strong and one feel, like the live action's just strong on the movement. You can, you know, it's so hard to replicate that, but then bring it into 3D, um, we get control, more control over it. It's awesome. Was it hard to, um, you know, bringing the titles and the typography into it as well, um, getting that balance of that movement, but also the legibility of the type? Yeah, again, just we had rounds of it. Um, one person I forgot to say actually that did the type was Felix. Um, he's super talented with his typography, and so he he sort of took the the frames, different frames, different compositions, and just started laying type out. And yeah, that was definitely one thing that he raised pretty quickly. Is like you know, can't the type can't be too small or too thin because it's just not going to be um, readable. So. It was getting that balance and then obviously he worked with colours in the type, like what, what colours worked nicely with the, the footage or the, what the colours of the particles and stuff. So, yeah, we just sort of – he's and he can do that fairly fast, you know, just – I don't know what he's using, maybe Illustrator or Photoshop or something, just quickly just mocking up frames just to get sizing and uh, fonts and colours kind of working together and then he'd give that to the Houdini guys to put in and then we'd do little motion tests and stuff. But – um Obviously, lots of motion tests because something that could be legible on a still frame once the particles kind of rush through and blow it away, um, it just kind of destroys it. But at the same time, we knew that the type didn't have to be – it's an art piece, right? Like at the end of the day, it's not It's not a commercial piece where it's a logo or anything. So we knew that the type could be pretty – you know, we obviously wanted it to be up clean for a few frames that so people could read it but it didn't need to be super – in your face, I guess. And, and we had, I think most titles have probably got a multiple shots of it. So you see it from kind of different angles. So where ones, you can't read it. You can probably see it in the other one. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole piece is really, really amazing. Um, congratulations. Seriously, it was like my favorite work from last year. Oh, so, cool, man. Cheers. Awesome stuff. Okay. We've spent a lot of time on talking about <laughs> it so should, so it should deservedly be it's really nice to get into the nitty-gritty and just talk details and inspirations and yeah yeah so no, thanks for, sure. for indulging me i wanted to talk about um another piece that you've been working on which is um deodora the yep. blue shield so this is a commercial piece so yep. quite different from doing a title sequence We'll have a link in the show notes for everybody to look at it. So check that out. And thanks to Matt Lloyd for putting all the show notes together. Really appreciate it, man. Make my life so much easier and you do such a great job of it. So check out the link to Deodora. What was the brief and what was the creative process behind this piece? So this is actually the first job I did when joining um, Future Lux. It was a pretty big pitch because... Deodora is kind of going through a phase where they used to be huge in the 80s with, you know, oh, there's a huge tennis player in the 80s, Boris, Boris, someone like that. Um, and then they've obviously, well, not obviously, but they went through a sort of a sort of decline. I think that actually their history is they're one of the first sports shoes to actually get kind of professional athletes to endorse their shoe. Like that had never been done before mm. as far as my knowledge. So they just kind of blew up in the 80s. 
And then obviously went through a decline and the kind of last, I don't know, three, four years, I've kind of had this resurgence. Um, and so they wanted to kind of bring out this, this new running shoe and, and kind of focus on a film, which they look like a, you know, high end film they really hadn't done before. I think the interesting other the interesting part to the film was that, or the project was that they'd normally go through a advertising agency or an agency. And then that agency would generally bring on a, a studio like ourselves where uh, when we, and when we pitched on it, that, that we we're actually pitching against other agencies. So it wasn't just about the film it was actually about the whole kind of campaign around the film. And so we were the only one in the pitch that was actually more of a, like a animation design studio. Um, so we didn't probably think we had that much of a chance, but we ended up pitching on it because we just saw the potential in it and ended up winning. So just from that standpoint, it was, we're, we're pretty super stoked with it, um, getting that whole, you know, getting that control over the whole project rather than sort of, you know, working with an agency. And, and that just led us, what that allows you to do is we just, we just got, we were talking directly with the clients. So it just makes the process a lot smoother for us, I guess. So we flew over to Italy and met up with them and they took us around the factory and that's, you know, they told us about the history of the shoe and where they're heading and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's just really nice insight to work with that. I think the other thing that was always super interesting about it is we knew that there's going to be a strong live action piece to it. So it wasn't just, you know, animation design. So that's always super scary, but super exciting because, you know, we don't get to do that all the time. So just the fact of putting together that kind of team and getting to fly over to Barcelona, I think it was, it was it's a summer campaign, but we're shooting it in like November, December in like the Northern Hemisphere. So it's winter time. <laughs> like it's just, it's just weather everywhere. We did kind of flight the idea of like, could we shoot it in London? Perhaps hopefully get day of sunshine, but it was just so risky doing that. So we thought, right, we have to go somewhere. We know that it's kind of got to be, you know, decent weather. So we chose Barcelona, but it ended up, I think we had three days there. I think the first day we arrived, it was just pouring down with rain. <laughs> and we're like, oh my God, what have we done? So a lot of, a lot of it is actually filmed and shot in the, like in amongst kind of rain showers and stuff. But again, when you come to the grade and <laughs> selecting your shots, you can really get around it surprisingly. So, um, just more blue in the skies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I think, I think the first day was particularly bad, but we used that as kind of a recce day and, and sort of, Phil, who yeah. is the stills photographer, he um, it was his kind of day to really work with the, the actors and and do the sort of the stills for the, the sort of the poster campaign side of things. And we were doing the recce where I think the following day it did clear up a bit better for us, but it was definitely cold. And I, I think the thing is, it's, it still looks like it's got blue sky, but it was actually quite cold for the for the runners because you know they we had to wrap them up in towels and stuff all the time um between shoots and stuff right. but, but yeah i guess as far yeah, as like overall do. kind of in, you know what's exciting for us about this it was the live action and the sort of the animation coming together yeah and, and in a unique way where you've got the live action and then the animation is happening underfoot i liken it to the upside down world but in a much more positive way have you been watching <laughs> Stranger Things? Stranger it? Things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if we could have gone that dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've gone in a nice pastely pink, yeah. kind of vibrant, <laughs> upside yeah. down world. But yeah. yeah, no, it's really cool, sort of seeing it and feeling that connection. You know, with the lines of the court, seeing that stylized on the um, perspective from under underneath, it's, it looked really wicked. Yeah, I guess that was our kind of the idea from the start is that. The, the, you know the shoe they're bringing out this patent technology where it was all about the cushioning of the shoe um, and how it, it, it supports your foot so you don't over oh, I'm going to forget the terminology now but basically so your ankle doesn't roll in or out it, it balances you so we just knew that we it, it was focusing on on that and we just knew that we wanted like a you know a unique perspective to that so just coming underneath the the floor um, kind of opened up that possibility for it and then this whole like joy and balance of the run so just being underneath we could you know again kind of experiment with what design aesthetics we could bring to the piece um from being underneath and it just it sort of seemed all to work and click and the client was really drawn to that so yeah it worked really nicely and again like just it's it's a nice little piece where we got to work with character anim animators you know it's it's sort of obscure from underneath but it was nice working with um 
worked with a guy in Berlin this time called Alex, um, who kind of did all our running shots for us and yeah, just had a nice feel to it. So we're, we're super, super happy with it. It's a really nice feel. Um, the, the characters where it's showing them from underneath, they have very, a similar color palette to um, the particles that are coming out of the shoe, mm. which is, um, yeah, it, it's just really nice um, color palette for each of those different shots. Yeah, again, again, we probably knew, I can't remember the exact details, of. I'm pretty sure we would have gone, oh, we want each one to kind of feel, oh, that's right, because the, the shoe's got different colorways, basically. I'm not sure if the colorways are exactly to our color palettes, but we knew that we wanted probably each one to represent a different, a different runner in the real world. And um, so just kind of drawing on that. And I'm again, we would have gone through so many style frames and color palettes to kind of get it. I'm sure it would have been right at the end that we're going, okay, this actually starts to look good. Cause, and I guess for me, like I said, I'm not the best with color, but I always find that once you start reducing the color palettes, <laughs> they start working a little bit nicer for me. But but yeah, I, I think what we ended up with is, is yeah, it's got a nice, a nice feel to it. And we had um, Husni who was doing the final comp on it this time, and yeah, he's he's such a good guy to work with. He's so particular. Like where I'll do it, like a, I'll, my comps are like kind of just dish bash. Okay, this is I'm I'm liking the feeling of this, but then I don't have the patience to go through and do that exact grade on every single shot where Husni will go in and he'll he'll just match it perfectly. Like it's such a such a pleasure to work with someone that's so meticulous like that really drawn to that diffused look i've been playing with redshift lately in the roughness channel you've got a rougher diffuse sort of look for your specular but you're always adding in like scratches and sort of fingerprints and things like that to yeah change it up and i can see these textural elements coming up and that diffuseness yeah actually i forgot to say because you'll know um vitaly actually we flew vitaly over from germany to work on this so he, yeah. he came in i think he's there for a Sweet. Oh, I don't know if it was a month or maybe it was two months. I'm not too sure. But yeah, he was the one that really started getting into this sort of the art direction of it and the sort of the, he, like when you mentioned scratches and fingerprints, and yeah, he totally brought all that to it. And, um, uh, and I'm probably, I can't remember, he probably started doing the color palettes probably to start with as well. Um, that guy is talented. You should, I should definitely, I don't know what his website is, but look up Vitaly Grossman. He is ridiculously talented. I think I've got a link from the last show you're on because we oh, talked sweet. about him and um, how we hung out in Sydney and stuff. And oh, true. Yeah, go back and have a listen to that episode and I'll, or we'll get a link to his, his website. And I should get him on the show sometime too. He yeah. does an amazing 3D. Yeah, he's done some, probably since we talked last time, he's done some really big projects. Um, like I know he did this titles for the Raper Barn and... Um, um, sort of a music festival, I think it was in in Hamburg. Um, that got a lot of attention. And yeah, he's at a company called um, you know you know Zeitgeist. Yeah. So they've got I think it's like a sister company, or I think it's basically the same studio, but they've got a more commercial arm of it called Foam Studio. So he's working at Foam Studio now. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, they cool. do. Yeah, it's a real. They do beautiful, beautiful work. The Germans, I reckon the Germans are killing it at the moment, actually. So many talented studios and freelancers in Germany, man. They're like, they're crazy. Yeah, there's so many amazing studios everywhere, though. I'm just, like, blown away with the talent. That's why there's no shortage of um, people to have on the show. There's just so much great work coming up. Yeah. And now it's time for the Pro Video Packs. Awesome, bro. Well, we're going to go to the pro video picks now and quickly fire through our end of show section where I get to ask you a few questions to give your inspirations and insights for the rest of the world to listen and view. Okay. So the first one is the pro video pick. What would be your pro video pick, bro? I think to stay in the game long term and, and, and like being inspired, I do believe you have to really look after yourself. Um, and I kind of dip in and out of this, I guess, because obviously as projects come on and the pressures and all that kind of stuff, and like I'm a bit of an early riser, and I was, you know, I was getting into work super early and and working not crazy late, but doing pretty long days. But I was just like, I, I think looking after yourself in the end, you just you do better work for it. So yeah, I think just time management. Don't always be in front of a computer. Basically, like I go to the gym um, to try and relax. It's just I think I think that unwinding bit is just as important as I don't think. Yeah, I don't think spending hours on the computer is necessarily going to get you the right results 
obviously it does at times, yeah. but there's, there's definitely a balance. So I know it's a pretty vague, broad kind of thing, but I, I think it's super, super important. Yeah, totally agree. The long game that we need to look at, and I think the whole industry is just sort of changed from where we were at 10 years ago, where putting in the long hours day after day was like something that people sort of wore as a badge of honor, where now it's like, well, what's what's so wrong with your business model that you have to do those yeah. <laughs> all the time? Yeah, well, I think that's the key. I think you definitely have to do it at points in a project like i'll say to the guys if a guy if a guy works long on a you know if he's there for a couple of nights i'll say dude take take the afternoon off and just you need to get your center back you know like you can't just always be wearing yourself down as he's just that no one's no one's useful at that stage like you want the best from people and you want people to be happy i think that's the thing you you generally want people to be happy because they're just going to produce better work at the end of the day yeah totally agree man it's always struck me where the insights and creativity come when you're totally not trying to. Yeah. It's when you're away from the problem that yeah. the solution seems to pop up a lot easier than trying to sit in front of a computer forcing it out. Yeah, well, I, I, I was sort of saying we've just um, we've got a studio in this sort of bigger building, this old, not warehouse, but I don't know, this older building, and we've just um, got another studio inside that building. So we're going to have two, two separate studios basically, and so we're sort of – in the phase of what's the second studio going to look like and, you know, renovate it out and stuff. And I was saying to Andrew, like, we need, like, a room where you can just go in and basically, like, lie down. Because I, I always kind of joke to people, I, I always think my best thinking time is, like, I'm a I'm an early riser, so I'll wake up at, like, five or something. And I just love laying in bed for an hour just thinking with my eyes closed. Like, I think with the eyes closed laying down is just the best way to kind of – I can visualize projects, like me sitting in front of a computer – um, obviously, you have to do that and, you, you know, you look at all your inspiration sites that you go to and all that kind of stuff. But actually thinking about a job, like, I think, yeah, you need that kind of quiet space, dark space. <laughs> um, yeah. That's kind of, yeah, just we not feeling self-conscious, I guess. So, I don't think he's going to put it in. I think he thought it's a yeah. bit crazy and like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrian, your nap room, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah (laughs) we're a modern company but no Um, so so talking about um inspiration and influence you mentioned that just before that you do have to be in front of the computer sometimes but sometimes you don't so this this question is really about where do you find inspiration and influence from wherever well i think i think if i am on the computer obviously there's this sites i go to um, I tend to try and look at more because this, this is purely just what I'm interested in. Like, this is obviously various to everyone, but I'm, I, I love more art-based stuff, that kind of abstract kind of thinking, I guess. And so, yeah, there's there's sites like obviously Colossal. I think I probably mentioned that last one because that's been a huge one for me for years. Um, but Nowness yeah. is another one that has um, cool. interesting videos. Um, there's a magazine called High Fructose, which is. I think that's on Instagram and got a website. See, I just I just kind of love flicking through these and seeing these. But yeah, like I said, I like I'll go to the gym. It's it's it, like you're saying. I think you kind of mentioned before. It's when you're not really thinking too much about the job. You, you sort of your body, your mind's doing something else. That is when you sort of get more inspired. I started looking a lot at, um, especially color palettes. Like I say, color isn't really my strength. And I've like I I think if I can if I could probably turn it for everything black and white, I probably I probably would. My wife, she loves color and loves like her out. Like she'll really put outfits together, and I'm always super intrigued about the color combination she does because she gets it so spot on. And like just color palettes that I wouldn't have ever tried. So I'm trying to take and like yeah, we've been together for years now, and it's only probably only the last like year or not two years. I've kind of gone actually. I need to start taking notice of this, and then she'll show me stuff on her Instagram feed which she's following. Uh, sort of fashion people and just the color combinations they put together i'm like this is this is really good actually like because i I think i think in our industry there's obviously we have super beautiful color palettes as well but they probably everything follows a trend right so if someone does an amazing motion piece that's got a certain color palette that will probably resonate through the next little while lots of people pick up on that where i know every industry probably has the same thing so you might as well dive into another industry and get inspiration from that yeah it's an interesting one with fashion because um i think in our industry motion especially um 
things are in vogue for um, a lot longer where there's these themes that run through you can see happening for a good couple of years i feel mm. where with fashion it's seasonal so because i got shit to sell they're gonna move it on <laughs> yeah that's great marketing eh <laughs> so instead of a year color palette we'll do it every quarter we'll shift it up totally. but, um yeah I was, when you were talking about fashion i like one of my favorite Pinterest boards that I've put together, which I don't have public, but it's actually food inspiration because I just think like really fine dining, you know, the forms that they create and the yeah. colors that they use and the richness, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, there's so many places to get inspiration. It's yeah. Awesome picks, man. That's so good. So um, the links to those will be in the show notes for everybody. So check those out. Following... Who are you following? This could be um, a TV show that you like watching or a director that you like following or a fashion designer or somebody online or a podcast, uh, whatever you like. What I don't follow, I, like I just uh, like Yaquan Phoenix, like he's brought out some new movies recently. So I went and saw his just purely because I love the movies that he generally, that he does. So... I don't know if I follow him. Um, I'm just looking at Instagram feed. You're a leader, not a follower. Eh? Probably just too lazy, more like it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like following, and if you start following one particular person, like you get very narrowed in, don't you? So I don't know. It's probably just looking at more random stuff. But there's definitely some ones I follow on Instagram that I think. Uh, um, so Slime Sunday. I think they do interesting cool. stuff. Shows-wise, I don't know. I don't really follow anything particular. Sweet. Finally, inspirational video. Every week we, I ask a guest about an inspirational video that comes to mind for them. It could be something online, but it could be a movie or a TV show, whatever you like. Oh, man, you got so much pressure. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> I didn't do much research, obviously. Uh, I have to think about that one because I really don't. I really don't know. What's the uh, Joaquin Phoenix film? Um, you were never really here. I think it. it to tell you the truth, though, was it wasn't. Was it good? It was. It was. It's definitely solid. But I was just so amped up to see it. You know what? I am dying to see. It. I think it's come out like either. What's the date? It must be out like next week. Um, is the new Wes Anderson movies Dog of Isle? Oh, Isle of oh, Dogs. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna be. Yeah. It's going to be so good, so I'm I'm super excited. I about saw that. some makings of that. It looks so cool. I know. My God, the patience, and I know that you've done a lot of stop motion in the past as well. So that you'd be yeah. loving that. I just the art direction is, and I just love it. Yeah. I, don't, I love the detail, like the dog was there, and he's not. The dog's not animating much, but his hair's just animating crazily. Like it's just, <laughs> I just love that. Like it just gives it so much personality. A side note to that is that we were we're working on this pitch and, and we thought we might have wanted to take like a live action experimental twist to it with a using a real photography. We ended up going down a, a CG route, but we're gonna we're gonna work with this guy because he just wants to muck around and, and sort of work with us. This photographer sort of um, that's kind of gone from photography into film is and and he worked he, he works with a very good guy called Justin. I don't know his last name, but he was the sort of the animatronics kind of guy on the isle of dogs uh film so is that like oh, right. yeah this guy um ryan the photographer is just telling us all these little crazy stories about justin and and we're getting to work on this film for like two years and it just it just sounded like a dream job you know like yeah. getting to end he's just you know he, of course he just said wes anderson was just such a nice nice guy which you just imagine he is so yeah very very envious yeah totally try and find the link to the video that i saw behind the scenes but yeah just even seeing the um storyboarding and then what the stop motion and the animation after it yeah just the sketches of like yeah just the details of the motion like um the look of the eyes and, yeah. and the humor that travels oh, totally. just that little look the character yeah. like the characters in it like you just so i don't know, i haven't seen it obviously so it could be Polished, but I'd be so surprised because it just—it's just so much. It's just so much personality in it, and just the sort of the comedic t 
timing that he from the trailer you kind yeah. of see things it's like just so well done yeah genius awesome pick see i'm glad we persevered that's awesome <laughs> sweet <laughs> Sometimes, as a host, I have to draw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> okay, bro. Um, where can everybody find you online? Where's the best place to follow you, bro? Uh, it's just my website and Instagram. So, adrianlawrence.co.nz or my Instagrams, a underscore m underscore Lawrence. Um, so, wheat. One last question. Mm-hmm. I'm asking everybody this now is who should I ask to be on the show? Who do you think I should get on? Oh, you should totally. Who would you like to hear? Yeah, you should totally hit up Italy. Yeah, man, that's a good one. He, um, totally. I'm sure he'd be totally into it. Let's see if he remembers me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sure we had this conversation last time, but it's because you were over for that conference, weren't you, in Sydney? Is that when you, yeah. is that when you passed no. cross? Yeah, we so did have this conversation last time. It's like it's, it's like awesome. a different world, though. I can hardly even remember Sydney. So to to remember like a specific day or weekend in Sydney, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, mate. Um, now what it was was I was going over to a presentation. Some people were showing me a system, and um, they put us up on the Sydney Harbour, and they were having the Vivid Light Festival. Yeah, and so we right. all caught up in the hotel room and went for a big, massive walk, like a, a three-hour walk around the <laughs> harbour. It was awesome. <laughs> we literally walked all the way around the harbour. It was yeah. cool. I just I forget that Vitaly yeah. lived there as well, which I shouldn't. But yeah, he lived there for a year, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was a magic time. Yeah, and if nice. you've if if you the audience have just listened to episode seven because I said to. <laughs> You'll know more details than Adrian. <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> it's it's a bit of a running joke. I've got a terrible memory, like Francesca's always. <laughs> just, she can make up shit and just say that I did it, and I'd totally believe her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, bro, I love having you on the show, man. You're you're one of my best mates. I've got a question for you, actually. Um, if you're gonna, if I okay, who who are your top three picks for me to go back and because I've obviously missed a few of the the talks just recently who are, who are some of the talks oh, you, one of the ones I should go back and listen to guests are like children Adrian each one is special you can't make me pick they are like children but there's always a favourite <laughs> 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 I haven't got kids and I still know that shit <laughs> That sounds like the talk of the middle child who felt he was unpicked <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know Adrian is the middle child, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. Um, Okay, so. I won't put you on the spot. You can can secretly message me those. uh... Yeah, well, you should just listen to every episode every week. I know, I I totally should. No, in all seriousness, it astounds me like um, what I gain from chatting to everybody out there about what they're passionate about. You know, it's you're always going to have a cool conversation when you're talking to somebody who's putting so much time and energy and effort into their passion. And we're all lucky that this is our career, but where you get to like make some cool looking work and and put ourselves into it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. That's why it's such a pleasure. As I was sort of saying before, when you get a really good group of guys in the studio and everyone's just so dedicated to doing a really good job. And yeah, we're, we're super lucky. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the show. I should actually probably say, um, I, I normally do the, Hey everybody, you can follow me at Blair Walker on Twitter and the pro video podcast and on Twitter and the Facebook group and the Slack group and all that, but I'm not going to do that. Well, actually I just did, but anyway, so anyway, (laughs) (laughs) just slip it on in there. Yeah. Subtle as a subtle. (laughs) Thanks so much, Adrian. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for coming on, man. No, my pleasure, buddy. Always good talking. Yeah. I I thought we were like real professional for like literally 90% of the show. It just like fell apart at the end. (laughs) That was all good. Are we still recording? Yeah, man. We will record to the bitter end. To the bitter end. (laughs) To the bitter end. No, um, I'll wrap up the show so we can have a little bit of a chit chat afterwards. Um, Yeah. So thank you everybody for joining me this week and for listening to Adrian. 
who is such a talented dude. Check out the work if you haven't. The links are all in the show notes. The work is exceptional. The team he works with are outstanding. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right, bye. Join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pro Video Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes.